Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Jill Malandrino is with us, global markets reporter of the NASDAQ, to talk about the volatility we've been seeing and now uh, what you're hearing overall, because we have had some back and forth action, Jill. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I think the most important question right now is the exact timing of when inflation might start to slow, since ultimately that's going to likely determine how aggressive the Fed will be for the markets. The, the key to this report was that it remained in line with expectations to Ben's point before. So with inflation running hot, concerns about the impact of a meaningful upside surprise had increased and simply remaining in line with expectations was practically a win. Um, also, equity markets can easily absorb <clears throat> the first few rate hikes as they typically have historically. And I think the issue is that the markets can't absorb 25 or 50 basis points. That's an even, even bigger issues. But I think with the expectation of inflation coming in and nothing worse than what the report indicated is really what's booing the index this year. I thought it was, it was pretty interesting when we combed through. I mean, it turns out the consumer is still spending. Um, they have to. It's not like they have much of a choice. They have to spend. So some of the some of the tickets that are coming in are more than usual. Part of it is because of inflation, but part of it also was that the consumer was feeling pretty good because of the stimulus that they had gotten or money they had saved during COVID. But we'll have to see whether or not the consumer continues to feel good going forward. Right. And the Beige Book was released as you were speaking with Ben. And in that report, it did continue to show consumer strength. And I, I think we could continue to see some more volatility in the near future. But with a change in focus on earnings, starting with the big banks at the end of this week, investors may be able to shift to the growth story. And Nicole, we see this in between earnings season all the time where we have that vacuum of information with the exception of what we're hearing um, in macro geopolitical. So I think the shift back to earnings will be welcome. I think the key for this earnings season is going to be in the retail space of the consumer and guidance for the first quarter as COVID impacts staff availability and shorter hours or full days closed. So Q4 might be strong but what they're saying about Q1 really could be the issue. We heard from Lulu on this yesterday, warning that fourth quarter earnings and revenue could be on the low end of estimates as it feels the effects of having reduced hours and limited staff. Albertsons uh, detailed the supply chain challenges and inflated costs it's seeing on its earnings call. CEO Vivek Sankaran said on the call that the grocer has had low inventory or missing items in some categories for several months. He said the latest spike in COVID cases is prolonging some of those out of stocks. And for grocers, Nicole, the challenge may be felt more because it is a low margin business, as we know, where companies often have less room to raise employee wages, pay for overtime, or pass on that higher cost to consumers. So I think really the story for this earnings season is going to be the guidance and the impact that we're seeing from supply chain constraints, inflation, of course, and then what Omicron is doing to staffing and store openings. Yeah, and you know what? It doesn't feel like it's ready to change just yet. Based on the folks I've been speaking with, they continue to see inflation on the rise. They don't see it cooling off. We just got a very hot CPI print. Um, you know, the supply chain issues are still prevalent. Higher wages are necessary to keep talent. And the question is, if a business owner 
maybe doesn't hire as many people or they pass on that price to the consumer. So the picture is a tough one at that. Um, as far as what we've been seeing with the major averages, it's uh, it was fun to see the NASDAQ turn around and move in the green. I mean, now we have the NASDAQ up for the third day after it was the real tanker of 2022. What are you hearing about tech stocks overall in this rising rate environment? Yeah, Nicole, it's interesting. On my show, we cover the NASDAQ 100 daily every day at three o'clock, and we invite technicians in, including some of the guys from our intelligence desk and elsewhere. And really what we've been talking about since last Friday really was finding that bottom, right? Whether it's from a technical perspective or fundamentals and valuations came in a bit that was more reasonable for investors. I mean, 2020 and 2021 were such incredible years for tech stocks, particularly those in the NASDAQ 100. So it's not surprising to see them reset we, we this you know this this rotation trade of growth into value it's not like you know we turned on the lights january 3rd when we started trading for 2022 and it happened i mean institutions have been positioning for with this for quite some time um to see money flow back into energy and financials where the valuations were more attractive because they were depressed for a couple of years, it, it's it's so I think it's more of, of the rotation that the technicals behind it than fundamentally anything changing at a number of these tech companies. Now, when we think of the newer ones that have come public to the market, we know there was a lot that came on in 2021, many of yeah, them unprofitable. Yeah. It makes sense for the valuations to be questioned, but what really changed at Apple or Google? Not much. Yeah, we'll have much to watch. The Fang stock, some of the older names, then you mentioned a lot of the newer names that are worth watching. Jill Malandrino will have plenty to discuss in 2022. Happy New Year. Nice to see you. Global Markets Reporter of the NASDAQ. Thank you.